I'll do that. Yes, sir. Uh, good evening, everybody. Good to, good to actually see you in person for a change. Um, the only announcement I have tonight is that item 32 on the agenda has been withdrawn. So that's it. Can you hear me? I need to recuse from the consent agenda vote. Bet you thought I was going to look younger when we came back. We'll begin with item three, Arrington Retreat, Section 4, Maintenance Bond for Roads, Drainage and Erosion Control, $250,000, recommendation, release the bond. Item four, Arrington Retreat, Section 5, Maintenance Bond for Roads, Drainage and Erosion Control, $290,000, recommendation, extend the bond in the, current, in the current amount for one year. Item five, Arrington Retreat, Section 5, Performance Bond for Wastewater Collection, $125,300, recommendation, convert to maintenance in the amount of $37,590 for two years. Item six, Arrington Ridge, section one, maintenance bond for water, $28,500, recommendation to release the bond. Item seven, Cedarmont Farms Rural Retreat, maintenance bond for landscaping, $1,485, recommendation to release the bond. Item eight, Enclave at Dovid Lake, wastewater area, performance bond for wastewater treatment disposal system, $271,500 recommendation convert to maintenance amount in the current amount for two years. Item nine, Falls Grove, section six, performance bond for water, $57,600 recommendation release the bond. Item 10, Fox and Canyon, section one, performance bond for landscaping, $36,300 recommendation extended current amount for a period of six months. Item 11, Hardeman Springs, Section 1, Maintenance Bond for Water, $37,500, Recommendation Release the Bond. Item 12, Hardeman Springs, Section 1, Performance Bond for Wastewater Collection System, $104,000, Recommendation Extended Current Amount for a Period of One Year. Item 13, Hardeman Springs, Section 1, Performance Bond for Roads, Drainage and Erosion Control, $550,000, Recommendation Extended Current Amount for a Period of One Year. Item 14, Hearts Landmark, maintenance bond for sewer, $40,000. Recommendation, reduce to the amount of $20,000 for a period of one year. Item 15, Stevens Valley, Section 1, maintenance bond for roads, drainage and erosion control, $665,000. Recommendation, extend in current amount for one year. Item 16, the Grove, Section 5, maintenance bond for roads, drainage and erosion control, $300,000 recommendation, 
release the bond. Item 17, the Grove, Section 7, maintenance bond for roads, drainage, erosion control, $275,000. Recommendation, extended current amount for one year. Item 18, Troubadour, Section 6, performance bond for wastewater collection, $40,500. Recommendation, extended current amount for one year. Item 19, Troubadour, Section 6, performance bond for water, $230,000. Recommendation, reduced the maintenance amount of $34,300 for one year. Item 20, Troubadour, Section 6, performance bond for, for roads, drainage, erosion control, $626,000. Recommendation, extended current amount for one year. Item 21, Troubadour, Section 7, Performance bond for wastewater collection system, $47,250. Recommendation extended current amount for one year. Item 22, Troubadour, Section 7, performance bond for water, $350,000. Recommendation reduced the maintenance amount of $52,300 for a period of one year. Item 23, Troubadour, Section 7, performance bond for roads, drainage, erosion control, $625,000. Recommendation extended current amount for one year. Item 24, Vale Creek, performance bond for roads, drainage and erosion control, $200,000. Recommendation, release the bond. Item 25, Vineyard Valley, Section 3, maintenance bond for landscaping, $13,000. Recommendation, release the bond. And now dropping down to item 28, final plat review for Hardeman Springs, Section 3, containing 19 lots on 20.99 acres located off Murfreesboro Road in the 5th Voting District. This plat is in order and staff recommends approval of the final plat with the following conditions. One, establishment of a performance bond in the amount of performance bond for roads, drainage, and erosion control in the amount of $398,000. Item two, establishment of performance bond for wastewater collection system in the amount of $38,800. Item three, establishment of a performance bond for water improvements in favor of Nolansville College Grove Utility District in the amount of $150,000. Item four, the approved HOA documents must be recorded concurrently with the recording of the final plat. Five, execution of performance agreements for the above reference sureties. Item six, execution of waste stormwater maintenance agreement and submission of operation and maintenance plan for stormwater improvements. And seven, submission of approved final plat in DWG format on recordable media based on the Tennessee State Plan Coordinate System prior to signature and the recording of the plat.
might be faster just to do it again. Yes, sir, I will. Okay, thank you, Mr. Chairman. Uh, in your April Planning Commission agenda packet, you were provided with a copy of the proposed subdivision regulations. Uh, this update is necessary, we feel like, in order to do a number of things. One, to ensure that the regulations are consistent with the zoning ordinance, uh, to ensure that the review procedures are consistent with current and best practices, to adjust certain standards that have resulted in numer numerous requests for variances or waivers, uh, including right-of-way width, roadway grade, et cetera, uh, to better address large lot easement subdivisions by adding standards for private drives, adding a preliminary plat stage to the, re the review process, uh, to eliminate standards and procedures that have become obsolete, and to improve the overall user-friendliness of the regulations through modern formatting consistent with the zoning ordinance. Uh, the updated regulations have been available for viewing on the county website since about mid-April. Um, additionally, the updated regulations were distributed to a number of what we refer to as frequent users, uh, including surveyors, engineers, and so forth, uh, who re routinely submit projects to the county for review and approval. Um, we did not uh, receive um, specific comments on the, the draft that we sent out. Staff recommends adoption uh, of the updated subregs with an effective date of uh, tonight. Uh, much of it's procedural. Um, we we also, as I said, as I mentioned in the report, we we made some changes on how we do things with large lot easement subdivisions. You know how you always um, see uh, the write-up say that re they're requesting a 40-foot right-of-way. Well, we just we just n now have adjusted that standard so that it's 40 feet. Things along those lines. Uh, sidewalks um, are addressed in the zoning ordinance, actually. Thank you, Mr. Chairman. Hey, Mike, can you just address a little bit um, the dark sky compliant aspect? Um, I just wanted to, to thank you and Christy. This is something that's been coming up. There's such a difference between municipal and county zoning and opportunity in Nolensville. We have dark sky compliant lighting. I think Franklin has it for some zoning sections. Could you address that just a little bit in what this does? 
Sure. Thanks. So you've probably seen emails from citizens that that mm -hmm. request um, you know dark sky components or provisions in in our regulations. You know they're basically designed to reduce the the glare that you that, that would kind of light up a sky and prevent you from seeing stars and that sort of thing. So we we have pretty good standards already for commercial uses yes. and that sort of thing. The hole that we had was uh, residential streetlights really mm -hmm. that were exempt from our lighting standards previously. And, and so we removed that exemption and require those streetlights to use cutoff valves and be directed downward. Thank you so much for both you and Christy for being responsive to citizens and conversations in that. I'm just, I noticed this, I'll just say this from, if you've ever been on the Triton Special Area Plan, that everything I do, I hear staff are so good at listening to the community and then putting it in a professional form to bring it back to us, and I just thank you. I appreciate you. Thank you. Thank you, Mr. Chairman. Good evening to everyone. The applicant is proposing an 11 lot major traditional subdivision. The property in question was rezoned from the Rural Development 1 to the Triune Character Area 1 on November the 9th, 2020. However, the application was submitted prior to this change in zoning and determined to be a completed or a complete application. Therefore, the application was reviewed pursuant to the Rural Development 1 standards as required by the zoning ordinance. The review of a concept plan is a first stage in the development approval process. The subject property totals 22.8 acres and is located off Nolensville Road, approximately one third mile north of its intersection with Old Murfreesboro Road. The proposed development consists of 11 lots ranging in size from approximately one acre to 1.5 acres. Wastewater will be handled via individual on-site septic at the time of this writing, the Williamson County Department Sewage Disposal Management is still reviewing the request. The application was submitted on November the 2nd, 2020 and was accepted onto the January 2021 agenda. Upon review of the concept plan, staff provided the applicant with a lengthy list of comments and changes that were necessary in order for the concept plan to comply with applicable regulations. Shortcomings included the following. Number one, the concept plan shows at least one area of very steep slopes on a lot in violation of the zoning ordinance, which requires such areas to be located entirely within open space. Number two, the application did not include a hydrological determination report, which is required to determine whether perennial and or intermittent streams exist, in which case they are required to be located in open space along with their associated waterway natural areas. It is noteworthy that the county's GIS mapping system indicates the presence of a stream in a location on the property that crosses multiple proposed building lots. 
Number three, the concept plan shows a possible wetland on the site. The zoning ordinance requires that whenever a wetland is shown on the U.S. Fish and Wildlife Service's National Wetlands Inventory Map, a qualified professional must delineate such wetland areas. This is to ensure that these areas are properly protected in open space. However, no such delineation was made. And number four, the Department of Sewage Disposal Management noted that there appears to be very limited soils to serve lots four, six, eight, and nine with septic systems. Based on the limited information submitted, it appears that there may not be sufficient soils to serve those lots. Only by providing additional soil analysis could it even be determined if sufficient soils are present to serve the wastewater needs of those lots. Those comments, amongst others, were provided to the applicant in December of 2020. Since that time, the applicant has not submitted any additional information or responded to the staff comments. On December 21st, 2020, the applicant requested that action on the item be deferred until the March 2021 meeting. At the January 2021 meeting, the Planning Commission voted to defer the concept plan to the March 2021 meeting per the applicant's request. On January the 22nd, 2021, the applicant again requested a referral until the May 2021 meeting in order to allow time to obtain the required environmental reports. Based on that request, the Planning Commission voted at its March 2021 meeting to defer action on the item until the May 2021 meeting. At this time, the applicant is, once again, requesting that action on this item be deferred until the June 2021 meeting. As of this writing, it has been nearly five months since staff provided the applicant with comments and a list of necessary changes. Given the amount that has transpired without the applicant addressing staff comments and making the changes necessary for the application to meet applicable regulations as noted above, staff is reluctant to recommend another deferral at this time. Should the Planning Commission choose to grant the deferral request, the Planning Commission should make it clear make clear its expectations to review of this request at the meeting to which it is deferred. Should the Planning Commission choose not to grant the deferral request, the Planning Commission should review the concept plan as presented in accordance with the ordinance, rules, and regulations, and should state the reasons for its action on the concept plan. It should also be noted that the representative for the applicant is here to answer any questions. We are trying our best right now to do that. We, well, uh, twice, I believe. Twice that I know of. I'm just here to, I'm not the actual client. I'm here to try to represent him to give you all the best option I can. I know that, I, I know it's been deferred twice. I'm here on his behalf. I don't know if I have authority, I guess. This is my first time here, but I'm here to try to help.
all of us are fair-minded and we always like to give a little bit of grace and we understand that. But when I see something like this where, you know, there's a lack of complying with the applicable regulations, there's, you know, steep slopes in violation of the zoning ordinance, there's not a hydrological report, we've got intermittent streams existing. I look at every single section that maybe four out of the 11 lots may not even perk. I don't think this is a professional item to, to vote on. And I guess I don't personally want to feel like I'm being arbitrary or capricious to hold other applicants to certain standards and then just say, oh, well, you know, I, I just, I'm struggling with this. So I just appreciate that opportunity to talk. Thank you. Yes, sir. Uh, Sharon, over here. Over here. <laughs> I'm sorry. Where am I? I'm not in my usual spot. Uh, I guess I, I guess my concern is we have uh, four points here that have not been addressed. Uh, there seems like there's been ample time for that to be addressed. Uh, there hasn't been any response. There hasn't been any information giving to staff upon their request. So I'm, I'm don't have a good feeling and I'm doesn't make me happy. Right, right. Right, I think staff sounds like they're pretty much at their wits end and you know, I can't blame them at this point. Zoom call. Um, I was just gonna concur with, with what you all are saying and what you're saying, John. And although we appreciate the gentleman coming, to your point, the applicant can't even show up. So if it was that important to him, he should have been here with an entourage as far as that goes. But I think they need to go back to the drawing board and kind of start over. I agree. So turning this down tonight or, or not allowing the deferral, does this come back as, is there option to come back under the Arrington um, special, or I'm sorry, not Arrington, the triune plan in the future? So Commissioner McCoy, uh, the property was rezoned back in uh, November from, I think it was uh, RD1 to the, the Triune Character Area 1, pursuant to that Triune Special Area Plan that y'all okay. adopted. And so essentially what this means is that that's a one unit per five acre zoning district, um, the, the Triune Character Area 1. Um, they submitted this application prior to November 9th. So we've been reviewing it under the, the, the old zoning. Um, but if, if, if this is turned down, then then their option would be to pursue a development that complies with the current zoning. Right. Yes, sir. Uh, Mr. Chairman, it seems to me, my comment on this, it seems to me that uh, they're, in this case and other cases we have, they're trying to use the date of application to go under the old plan. Uh, and therefore, I think we should turn it down. Uh, 
other thing, other question I'd like to ask staff at this time. And when I was reading over the uh, subdivision regulations, is there anything in the regulations that puts a time limit on a, a concept plan when somebody applies for it and they, they don't bring in the proper uh, information? It seems to me it's a, it can be ongoing for a year. Yeah, there, there's nothing specific in the subregs that that you know talks about how many times it can be deferred. They're 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 entitled. I, I think I'm correct by the bylaws to to request a deferral, um, but uh, but you all don't. Well, you don't have to. I don't believe you have to grant any deferrals. So this is a case that's highly unusual. You know, typically, you know, if something gets deferred, we work through the issues, um, but because in this case, you know, they were provided our review comments in December and, and, and still haven't submitted anything in response to that. That, that. That's what that coupled with the fact that we don't have at this point a concept plan that meets the, 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 the regulations, um, even the old regulations that they were under. Um, that's that was the reason for our reluctance to support a deferral this time. Uh, I would like to request that the staff look at this possibly put a time limit on the concept plans that come to us when people put them in to seemingly have a date so they can get in on another plan or something where they have so much time to get in. You have a time limit when you have to answer them in 10 days. Uh, I'd, I'd like the staff to look at that. Yeah, yeah we'll, we'll talk that through, staff. Thanks. And I'd like to make a motion that we, uh, we do not defer this, that we turn this down because the applicant has not uh, met the requirements by staff and then they're in a timely fashion and they have not shown up tonight to tell us why. So I would make a motion that we deny this concept plan. Can I just confirm that the motion is to deny the concept plan is presented based on the reasons that's enumerated in the staff report in addition to the other things you said? Okay. No, just making sure that's what we what we said. Thank you, Mr. Chairman. A revised preliminary plat for this development was approved at the March 2021 20, meeting. The applicant is now requesting final plat approval of the first section of the development, which contains 49 lots, approximately 49 acres of open space, and the disposal and storage areas for the wastewater treatment system. 
as required with the approval of the revised site plan for the non-traditional wastewater treatment and disposal system, the applicant has provided a letter from TDEC indicating the system was installed and is functioning, the as-built drawings of the system, the sealed certification letter from the design engineer, the letter from the owner slash utility provider has posted the required performance bonds and has executed the required performance agreements for the reference performance bonds. The plat is consistent in layout with that depicted on the revised preliminary plat. All required off-site roadway improvements have been completed. Staff recommends approval of the final plat with the, final, with the following conditions. Number one, the approved HOA documents must be recorded concurrently with the recording of the final plat. Number two, establishment of a performance bond for roads, drainage, and erosion control in the amount of $600,000. This is a reduced performance amount based on work completed. Number three, establishment of a maintenance bond for water improvements in favor of Millcroft and Utility District in the amount of $60,324. Number four, establishment of a performance bond for water improvements in favor of Millcroft and Utility District in the amount of $402,106. Number five, establishment of a performance bond for the wastewater collection system in the amount of $146,000. Number six, establishment of a performance bond for landscaping in the amount of $49,000. Number seven, execution of performance agreements for the above reference sureties. Number eight, execution of a stormwater maintenance agreement and submission of an operation and maintenance plan for stormwater improvements. And number nine, submission of the approved final plat in DWG format on recordable media based on the Tennessee State Plan Coordinate System prior to signature and recording of the plat. Um, items three and four both refer to water improvements. I'm just curious why they're broken out separately. That is the way that Millcroft and Utility District has presented it to us as two different bonds. Why they've done it that way, I, I do not know. Thank you. Thank you, Mr. Chairman. Uh, the subject property is approximately 64 acres in size and is located off Buchanan Lane, approximately one quarter mile south of Paytonsville Road. The applicant is requesting approval of a large lot easement subdivision in order to create the third lot off an existing 50 foot ingress egress utilities easement. The site contains natural resources requiring protection, including steep slopes, a ridge top, slippered soils, and woodlands. There are moderately steep slopes inside and outside of the building envelopes and very steep slopes outside of the building envelopes. All zoning ordinance requirements, including those regarding the protection of natural resources have been met. The applicant is proposing an individual septic system for the lot and the Williamson County Department of Sewage Disposal Management has approved the request. 
Water will be provided by the Millcrofton Utility District. As no fire hydrants are proposed and as none are currently located within 500 feet of the building envelopes, the building envelopes have been separated by 200 feet. The plat is in order and staff recommends approval. So do, is this a home to be built on this one huge lot or is this a business or what do we know about this? Um, it, it is going to be a residential lot. So okay. um, the zoning words would probably permit two houses, but it's a single lot for residential use. Okay, thank you. Thank you, Mr. Chairman. A site plan for this use is under review by staff. However, due to the cost of the required landscaping improvements and pursuant to section 16.07 of the zoning ordinance, a performance bond for landscaping improvements must be established by the planning commission prior to site final site plan approval by staff. Staff recommends the establishment of a performance bond for landscaping improvements in the amount of $23,600. So what, what is the 23,600 based on? So that is based on the number of plantings that they will use and the, tr uh, the shrubs and the trees. Uh-huh, thank you. 